0: The prologue to Winyard, a story. So, what are you going to do with the rest of your life, do you think? That question was asked of me as I sat on a bench beside my locker in the vestibule of St. Mary's Church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada. I was 13 years old. I had just served the 5.30 AM mass and was out of my surplus sitting in my socks as I hadn't completed the transfer from the black Oxfords to my running shoes yet. I looked up at the person who'd asked the question. Monsignor Clare was standing there, smelling of incense and soap and church wine and pipe tobacco. He was someone who always seemed to be the same age. Old. Not rickety. Just old. I wasn't entirely sure how best to respond to his question. I didn't have a lot of miles on me, you see. But given the early morning of it all, and in what I remember, I pondered the question. What was I going to do with the rest of my life? But what did that even mean? A lot of supposition in there. And I can't claim that I was always living in the moment as fantasy and whimsy and uncertainty and God knows what else had me from time to time in other worlds. Some of my own devising, many created by others. I looked down at my socks. The right one had a hole in it, and I studied the nail of my big toe that poked through, gave it a little wiggle. There were no answers forthcoming from there, however. Did the Mons have a reason for asking me that question? Had he noticed something in my behavior? Had my parents asked for an intervention? Or was it because of his connection to the higher powers? Had he heard about how much time I had left, perhaps? I looked up in a bit of a panic. Now, olders would often ask a question only so they could answer it for you. Some might give you the respective two or three steamboats or in rope terms, enough length to hang yourself. But most were on what seemed like a pretty tight schedule and would just dive right in with their piece of advice. But the Bonds on this particular morning held his peace beyond the three steamboats, leaving me out there, out there in a no child's land and he was smiling, one of those all-knowing religious smiles, waiting for my response. At thirteen I had no savvy. I'm not sure I really have any savvy now. What I do have is a big head. My head has been the same size since I was born, my poor mother. It's inordinately large, my head, more of a noggin, really. And it didn't help matters that my father kept it shaved down to the wood when I was young. Me and my two brothers would get led down to the laundry room on occasion and plunked on an old yellow wooden stool. My father was decidedly not a barber. Maybe he'd shaved animals and such on the farm, but certainly not humans. He was a bull by the horn sort of fella, and if he could save a few bucks here and there, he would. He'd purchased a Mastercraft barber kit from Canadian Tire, and after wrapping the plastic bib over our shoulders, a bib that ripped as soon as it was removed from the packaging, he would begin... What was on offer was a one-size-fits-all bowl cut. It was like he'd placed a bowl over our heads, yet hadn't, and then straight-razored all of the offending hair from beneath the bowl line. He'd then go at the top, able to leave just enough up there to ensure the bowl look was intact and as the hair fell, some would get caught between um, the collar and your neck, and because of the rib bib, some of those errant hairs would make their way into the back, where they'd work their way in like porcupine quills. Now, baths, showers, and hosing downs and the like were not an everyday occurrence in our house. It worked well for all concerned. We didn't want them, and the olders didn't want the hassle of giving them. We were little dirt balls anyway, and unless we were going straight to bed after the bath, I mean, what was the point? We'd just be back dirty in no time. Uh, So you don't get the wrong impression, though. There was the Saturday evening bath each week, and on rare occasions a bath before that, for times when we had too much dried blood on us, or grease, or there was a function to be attended before the weekend question, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Like those errant hairs porcupining into my back, stuck into the wall of my big noggin, an empty space that held no answers. Unable to stand the tension any longer, I mumbled, not sure, Monsignor. He chewed on that for a moment, then said, "Eh, you got a little time yet, Peter. But however, and whatever you get up to, Don't show up at your grave looking like you've not lived a single moment. No, arrive spent and worn out. And he threw back his head and barked out an enormous choking laugh. It was a little bit frightening. I mean, what was so funny? Whatever it was, it was for him to know and me to find out. But with regards to his other question, what was I going to do with the rest of my life? I wasn't sure he'd nailed the answer for that one. At least not in terms that I could understand.